Coverage of the war in Gaza has been a fraught business for media publications all over the world, nowhere more so than within Israel itself. Even prior to the October 7 Hamas attacks, military censorship and the instability of the Netanyahu government saw Israel fall 11 places in the World Press Freedom Index in 2023. A free and open press has long been considered essential in holding power to account, especially during times of conflict. But there's growing concern about the erosion of these principles in Israel. According to the New York-based Committee to Protect Journalists, Israel is emerging as one of the world's leading jailers of journalists. Oren Persico is a staff writer at The Seventh Eye. That's an independent investigative magazine focused on media and freedom of speech in Israel. Welcome to you. Hi, thanks for having me. Where do people in Israel generally get their daily news from? Can you give me an idea about the media landscape within your country? Sure. Uh, The main uh, source of information is the commercial television, Channel 12, basically. Uh, For the past year, even before the war, Channel 14, which is a right-wing pro-Netanyahu channel, uh, became the second most popular channel on TV. And then you have the mainstream websites and newspapers who are generally, you know, center, center right. Uh, on, on the fringe, you have uh, Haaretz from the left and even more extreme white, right uh, media outlets, um, pro-Netanyahu or even more far right than Netanyahu. I was laboring under the misapprehension that Haaretz was a more widely circulated newspaper in your country, but it seems to be more uh, focused at subscriptions outside Israel. I think the number of subscriptions is bigger inside Israel than outside Israel, but it's more okay. widely read outside Israel than it is inside. Uh, the left in Israel is very small, and Haaretz, which is a left-leaning newspaper, uh, is is it, it, it's it's still profitable. The publisher says, but uh, it's not uh, very widely read. It's read by the elites, by decision makers, um, but not by the wide public. It's very influential, but not very widely read. So the dominance of nightly commercial television is clear. What do ordinary Israelis see on these news programs? Are you seeing the footage of civilians inside Gaza as we often see in our coverage here in Australia or is there more of a focus on the military campaign? Well, no, uh, ironically, you in Australia, thousands of miles away, see more about what's going on an hour's drive from my house in Tel Aviv. Uh, We do see the military operation in Gaza, but we don't see the human cost of the military operation on the Gazan population. Uh, We don't see uh, wounded or killed children and women. We mostly see uh, Israeli soldiers exploding buildings and streets turn into rubble. There's almost no coverage of the human cost of the war on the Gazan side. That's astonishing to me because we do see the the most emotive images coming out of any war, of course, human and particularly children and women. Why is that? Is that because it's banned? Does this have to do with this um, idea of Hasbara? Well, you have to make a distinction between the official military censorship, which is a unique institution in a country that's considered a democracy, and self 
censorship. We're dealing here with self-censorship. So military censorship does not uh, command the editors-in-chief not to show the women and children. They command themselves, so to speak. Uh, it's it's got to do with helping the Israeli morale, uh, the 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 military effort. I think the um, the journalists in Israel believe that showing the human cost of the war on the Gazan population would somehow diminish the support for the war in the Israeli public. And therefore, this is not the time to do so. We have to rally up and support the troops and support the war effort. Of course, it's natural that... Uh, a journalist whose country is in a war would show more consideration to the victims of his side, his family, his relatives, his friends, but avoiding almost completely the, the, the things that are being acted in your name, it's really um, unfortunate because uh, the Israelis don't get the whole picture of what's going on here. Why does Benjamin Netanyahu have two X or Twitter accounts, one in Hebrew and one in English? And, and what's different about the content on, on each of those? Well, there's the uh, Twitter account that is uh, outward bound and very official and diplomatic and a lot, a lot of English uh, uh, content. And there he can post a tweet that says we will abide by the international law. And of course, we do not want to conquer Gaza or expel its population. And then you have the Twitter account, which is uh, focused on his uh, base, his uh, political base. And there he uh, repeats uh, messages like we will continue until we completely win, completely eradicate Hamas from uh, Gaza. And there are two different audiences and two different uh, sets of messages. He's always double speaking because on the one side, he wants the world or the criminal court in Hague to, un to understand that Israel is a democratic country and uh, the military uh, doesn't uh, bomb uh, indiscriminately in Gaza. But on the other side, his coalition, his government is dependent on the far right. And he expects, everybody expects there will be um, um, a ballot uh, election mm -hmm. after the war is over. And so he's already looking to uh, rally his base of supporters. So A, the coalition won't fall apart, and B, he will be able to perhaps win again, if, if that's mm. even possible. Fascinating window into, I suppose, the differences, what we see inside and outside. Uh, Israel staff writer at the 7th Eye, Oren Persico. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Sure, thank you. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.